Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo woo. Hey, welcome back. Hi, happy to have you. I'm really excited about uh, this week and what we're talking about. We are going to be talking about recovering a sense of identity, and that's kind of a broad spectrum, but something that I think is really important because, you know, we're still at the beginning of this podcast. When you're listening to this, it's still in the first like couple episodes. We're diving into all of this, and something that already, you know, people have kind of come to us about and everything is like, during this process of maybe awakening to this stuff or putting a priority on their own healing or their own journey, that things are coming up inside of them. Maybe blocks, maybe certain people in their life, just things that might make them feel like, wait, what's going on here Um, energetically? So we kind of wanted to talk about this of this new identity that we're coming into that we're accepting and what might come up against us. So as we go into this, a lot of the stuff that we're going to be pulling from is the book that we love, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And this is chapter two. So if any of this like pings off to you and you're like, I want to go in deeper about this, hit up her book, read it all the way through. We're just going to do a quick episode of what really stuck out to us and what we think is so powerful for you guys to take with you. So let's um, do it. I'm excited. So from the very beginning, I think something, and this was an actual conversation I had today. So this is just so top of mind and awesome. But a quote said, it's important to remember that going sane feels the same as going crazy. Going sane feels the same as going crazy. As we gain strength, so will the attacks of self-doubt. Which like, hello. (laughs) First, just even, you know, Angela and I can speak to, even with our podcast, we're like, this is so great. Like we are releasing this. This feels so good to us. And at the same time, we'll all of a sudden freak out and be like, what have we done? Like, you know, and all this self-doubt will come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as powerful as going in the direction of where you know you're supposed to go is, I feel like it is so tempting to just stop doing that because you are met with all this resistance in your own self, not even from other people, but inside yourself. It's like almost like that emotional hangover. Like when mm-hmm. you do something and have a conversation you're really proud of and then go home, you're like on a high and then go home and just like emotionally fill up on yourself. And you're like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? hmm Yes. I feel like sometimes when you're elevating a part of your life, whether that be your health, whether that be the types of relationships you allow into your life, whether that be a creative project, any type of elevating and self-healing in one aspect of your life, even though you're getting a lot of confirmation in within yourself, you're feeling that alignment feeling, you're feeling that support, you're feeling that buzzy feeling of like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That little inch of is it though? Will creep into mm-hmm. your head and mm-hmm. try to tempt you to be like, hmm, little devil on your shoulder. Did you think this through? Or, you know, and just try to talk you out of the path that you're going on. 
And like Kendall said, it can be your own self. It can often be other people that give you maybe Mm -hmm. a backhanded compliment. They don't support you. They ignore you or they start nitpicking you, whatever that is. And it could be within yourself or with other people. It can be really tempting to stay small and weaken your strengths that you've been working Mm -hmm. on to make space for that instead of thinking of it as if I make space for this, I stay low and I invite other people to stay low too, instead of all of us elevating together. Yeah. Which Angela, that was so, such a beautiful string of thoughts you put together. That was so good. And when you're saying that, one of the things that came up was like, do not expect your blocked friends to applaud your recovery Mm -hmm. because that's like your best friends from the bar celebrating your sobriety. How can they, when their own drinking is something that they actually want to hold on to? And I I was just like, okay, right. That's Mm -hmm. so true. And I think that if we know that we can have a little bit more compassion Mm -hmm. to where they are, like instead of uh, seeing different uh, when people are kind of coming up against your own journey, or maybe you just don't even like that you are vibing up, Mm -hmm. you can have a little bit more empathy towards their situation. Cause you're like, okay, instead of seeing this as an attack on me, you can be like, Oh, she's in a place where this is what she or he wants and is like triggered by seeing that we are willing to put in the work to heal ourselves. Cause it's, it's messy work guys. It's hard. It was even saying blocked friends may find your recovery disturbing because you getting unblocked raises the unsettling possibility that they too could become unblocked and move into authentic risks instead of bench-sitting cynicism. And I was like, okay, right though? And that's been me. I'm saying that like I have totally been a little bench-sitting critic Mm -hmm. and been like, you know what? That wasn't even that great. You have all kinds of things to say when you aren't willing to put yourself in the arena. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. I know what you mean. And I think that a lot of times the the threat that people feel when someone is chasing something that they consider success or something they've always wanted to do and they're living out a passion of theirs, you mm-hmm. become a mirror to the, to the things that they haven't been addressing in themselves. So it's never about you. And I know that that's a sentiment that goes around a lot. It's always yeah. a reflection of them. And, you know, so for example, Kendall and I are doing this little class where we have committed to not gossiping for five weeks. And it can be really tempting to gossip and, you know, talk about like, oh, well, that person did this and meh, like just this mm-hmm. kind of low just vibration petty little, petty little conversation. <laughs> yes, it can yeah. be so tempting and so juicy. And, but I remember I told one of my girlfriends like, oh, I'm not gossiping right now for five weeks. I said I wouldn't. And she was like, oh shit. Well, now that makes me realize how much I gossip. Like it kind of put the mirror on her like, oh, we do mm-hmm. talk about kind of low vibration things as a habit. It's just sometimes when you are embarking on a journey, you just become naturally a mirror to other people, things that they want to uh, address in their own lives. And it can be painful on both ends for the people that are chasing their dreams and for the people that want to and feel threatened by someone that is doing that. And it's being honest with yourself if you are really drawn to toxicity because um, you know, we had talked in another podcast on week one about crazy makers. And these are the people like when you're going through your, your healing journey, or you're going, you're trying to better yourself, you are providing space for yourself, have healthy boundaries, whatever. 
these crazy makers, these people who kind of want to sabotage, and maybe they don't even know they're trying to sabotage you. It's just triggering to them. But if they're sabotaging you, some people will be like, well, why do I want to be involved with them then? If these people are sabotaging me, and it said, well, the brutal truth, and I like almost want to insert like, honey, well, the brutal truth is, honey, we're that crazy ourselves, and we are that self-destructive. Because as blocked humans, we will do almost anything to remain blocked. Mm -hmm. Because as frightening and abusive as life with a toxic person is, we find it far less threatening than the challenge of a creative, healthy life of our own. Absolutely. I mean, it's also just another stalling technique that I tend to use in my life where if I'm trying to level up and elevate and then someone it comes into my life that maybe is an energy drain or someone that kind of brings their whole hurricane of drama into my life, I'm like, oh, but they need me. They need me. They, they need mm -hmm. my shoulder right now. And uh, the visual that comes to my head a lot that I was thinking about today is sometimes this, maybe this won't land with everyone, but I'm still going to say it. I feel like an <laughs> octopus with all of my ink going out of all my tentacles. And I'm just trying to write, like write with the pen, but all the mm -hmm. ink is like being sucked by all of the different eight tentacles going out and pulling me like a wishbone. Yeah, That's the visual yeah. I get all the time where it just feels like it's harder for me to pull away and literally swim away from all of that. And it takes more intentionality on my end and having some hard conversations that I likely want to weasel out of that work sometimes and be like, well, then instead I'll just be here taking on that energy instead. And just, totally. you know, it can be really hard as an empath and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I am an empath and I do take on other people's energy very easily and I consider it a strength, but where it becomes something that I need to work on in myself is that it does a disservice to other people for their own growth. And Kendall and I talk about this a lot. It is a disservice to other people to meet them at that type of level. Mm -hmm. If you do not turn your back on it, which can feel hard if you're a natural enabler like me or a recovering people pleaser. It can be really hard, but if you train or if you reframe the thought to be like, this is helping them by me not entertaining this, it can land a little better. Do you feel the same, mm -hmm. Ken? Yes. And it is, it's something that I struggle with constantly because, and Angela and I are both this way, but we're just very open-minded people and yeah, very empathetic. So if, if anyone is in pain, if anyone is struggling, if anyone, I'm like, absolutely come in. Like my heart has room for a hundred people to crawl inside. You know what I mean? Yes. And Kendall and I are both air signs and we're known, air signs are known as being able to see both sides. Like, oh, I can see that side. Oh, I can see absolutely. that side. Absolutely. So we're always so like meeting people with like, oh yes, I see. And I don't want to take away from that. This is not about turning your back on your friends in need. This is a different. No, you guys yeah. know exactly what I'm talking about when we're talking about this. You know what I mean when I say you are on this amazing journey, you're feeling your flow, you're feeling elevated. You're feeling like you're making a lot of healing, amazing, positive changes in your life. And someone comes out of the work group like, doo, 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 and is trying to squash that energy down for you. So yes. that is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about not being there for a friend when they are in a time of need, when they're going through tragedy. That is separate from what we're, we're talking about here. I just want to make that very clear because I don't yes, want to seem like clear. just, you know, block all your friends out and never, you know, never speak with them. This is a very specific type of situational thing that happens and you'll start to be aware of it once you start going on a different journey and a, you know, a variety of different paths. And all of this is to like bring awareness because, and these were things that were helping with awareness, like in my, even my like healing 
journey of becoming unblocked, which is still, it's just a continuous journey. I'm still doing that. But these are things like the biggest help to me, period, like the biggest medicine have been little things like this, where it just brings awareness to you so that when you know, you can't unknow, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. And so I had a conversation with one of my good friends today and even talking about how we have these addictions to toxic people because when we're going through healing, we're like, we almost believe that someone won't get us unless they're just as miserable as we are. Mm-hmm. And so we actually allow these toxic people in our life or allow these energy suckers or allow these things because we're like, oh, well, we're safe amongst people that we can get away with like bad behavior with instead of having to like own what we could do. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. and where we should be going. And it is, I've absolutely been stuck in that and it's effed up, but it really is like, oh, I feel safer being around this person and us commiserating and how unfair life is and how like, you know, victim-y we are instead of actually saying like, no, I'm in charge of my own life. But to do that requires you to have a higher caliber of conversations with yourself and conversations with other people and Mm -hmm. not fall into this trap of rely. Like when you are allowing someone who is toxic in your life, like you're using them too. Like it's mutually using each other. Yeah, It's not even like they're using you. If you're allowing that behavior to continue mm-hmm. on some level, you are using them. And, and maybe that is like validation of like, yes, I'm an empath or like, yes, I am useful or yes, mm-hmm. I, whatever that is, you know? Yes. And I so wear anyway, that as just, like a, yes, I, I didn't mean to talk over you. I just, no. I for sure felt that I used to wear my empath strength. I used to wear it as a badge of honor and I still do. But where it becomes a problem is if it's you are allowing people to walk all over your boundaries all the time. That's no longer some something to be wearing as a badge of honor, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am so happy that so many people come to me when they have a problem and when they, they feel comfortable opening up to me. And I'll always feel excited by that but where it is starting to make me just feel like, let me just stay in this space where I am just consistently commiserating with other people instead of you know, setting time. And a lot of this, I realized, so this quote says, often creativity is blocked by our falling in with other people's plans for us. We want to uh. set aside time. Yes, we want to set aside time for our creative work, but we feel we should do something else instead. So as blocked people, we focus not on our responsibilities to ourselves, but on our responsibilities to others. We tend to think that such behavior makes us good people. It doesn't. It makes us <laughs> frustrated people. Yo, we be loving self-sabotage, yo. It's like, yeah. we be eating it up like cotton candy. Like, yeah. that's not okay. No. But it is, you know, it's true. But I love vibing up on this is that a quote that Angela and I both, I sent this to her off mic when we were talking about uh, what we kind of wanted to talk about today and whatever. And I sent her this quote from this week. So I was like, oh, was your own healing is the greatest message of hope for others. And Mm -hmm. so I know that we can feel selfish, you know, how people say, you know, with self-care or taking time for yourself or healing or whatever that means for you and what that requires, whether that's going to therapy or spending money to go somewhere or, you know, having these hard conversations, like your energy time, like whatever it is, you can feel that it's selfish and, or it's selfish. Like we're abandoning our friends or our family or, you know, or acting like we're like better than other people. That was something that was really hard for me 
I feel like by me setting boundaries, I'm somehow being like, okay, I'm not going to put up with this. Yeah. I hate the feeling of snootiness that I originally felt like it was like, hmm sticking my nose up at them, which was the exact opposite. Of the how- literal opposite of how both of us feel. It's like, literally like I'm caring for this inner child inside of me. Like I'm caring for her by cocooning myself from certain things that keep me from being able to, you know what I mean? From taking care of her. And so I love how your own healing is the greatest message of hope for others. So I hope that that like pings on someone because it's so beautiful. I'm going to butcher this name. Shikati Gawain. <laughs> he, he has a quote that says, every time you don't follow your inner guidance, you feel a loss of energy, a loss of power, and a sense of spiritual deadness. You can hear that and be like, okay, I know when I'm not following. You know, when you listen to this podcast and maybe later on you're digesting it, you're listening to it now and you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later you're going to hit a situation where one of these like quotes or one of these ideas is going to come up and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have a chance right now to follow my inner guidance Mm -hmm. or not. And you know, and you'll feel a loss of energy, a loss of power or a sense of spiritual deadness if you don't. I just, I thought that was really cool. And then as a like practical thing that she puts in here of like, okay, how do we stay sane then? I mean, we're talking about we're trying to get sane while going insane. So, (laughs) you know, what do we do here? And she was talking about how her, the author was talking about how she had these letters from her grandmother over the years. She said the biggest lesson that she learned from her grandmother through all these letters was that survival lies in sanity. Insanity lies in paying attention. And I'll say that again and then explain what she means. But survival lies in sanity. Insanity lies in paying attention. And she said, yes, her letters said things like, dad's cough is getting worse. We have lost the house. There's no money, no work. But also, the tiger lilies are blooming. The lizard has found that spot in the sun. And the roses are holding on despite of the heat. And she was saying, yeah, like, survival lies in us being sane, but how do we stay sane? It's in paying attention to all these things. It's not just like going through and allowing other people to make decisions for us and put their energy on us and situations themselves dictating whether or not we're happy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's paying attention to these things of like, what's actually going around around us? Like, what are these little things, you know? So I thought that that was just such a beautiful thing she learned from her grandmother was if you pay attention to really what's going on, around you that will keep you sane instead of letting it just spiral out. Yes. And waking up to just different places where you tend to feel your, I love when it was talking about the, your loss of power, your loss of energy, you know, the way your body feels after hanging out with someone, like, do you just feel like you need to take a nap? And do you always feel like once you talk to someone or maybe you're in an environment, you go to the same like gym that makes you feel bad or some place in your life. It could be a place. It could be a person. It could be a thing. Just starting to wake up to how you feel after something can tell you so much about where your, your energies are lying and where you could most benefit from cleaning out house with that. We say this a lot on the pod, but once you know, you can't unknow it. Once you wake up and once you see, and it's hard to see people that you thought were in your corner possibly are not, 
or a place you thought was a place of solace is maybe a place of toxicity. It's really hard to, to face that head on. But when you do, there's just so much more enlightenment and there's so much more energy you can give to, you know, elevating yourself forward and all the other people around you by elevating yourself. And I yes. really that to be a takeaway. When you're working on yourself, it is a gift to the people around you because it allows them the space to work on themselves as well. That's like a huge takeaway that I got from this chapter and from this theme that helps with the empath and recovering people pleaser part. It is a gift to others to work on yourselves because then they will hopefully take your invitation to work on themselves as well. And it leaves so much room. You're so right. And it leaves so much room for you being able to pay attention to the things that do make you feel good. Yes. On the flip side too, the stuff that fills you up when you get off of a phone call with a girlfriend or, uh, you know, your uh, relative, whatever, and you're just hyper and you're just like, yes, that filled me up. That filled my cup up. That's the stuff that you hold on to. You know, your champions, your cheerleaders in places that when you go, you always feel that like wrap of cozy. Mm -hmm. These might sound like really simple things. Like, you know, of course I would avoid places that had that energy or of course, but really once you start paying attention and, you know, seeing things for what they actually are, it's just mind boggling how much you can really learn about yourself in that way. Yes. So I wanted, I thought this would be fun to leave you guys with three questions. You can journal these. You can, if you're driving, you can just be like thinking about them or whatever. You can pause, come back to them. I thought these three questions would be good. Just like little takeaways to think about. One is where can you set some intention or pray or whatever that feels like for you? Where can you ask for guidance. And that could be like in your boundaries. Do you need bravery? Do you need patience? Like, what is that for you? Where do you need to call in and ask for guidance? And then two is who are the people in your life who encourage you to do the work, not just talk about doing the work or how you're not doing the work or maybe judging you for, you know, not doing the work, whatever, but like, who are the people that are actually walking the walk with you? And I just encourage you to write those people down and surround yourself with those people more often. I think the more um, attention we pay to like the good things that are going on from our healing journey, the more we'll be gravitated to those people, those things, whatever, and that's so important. So who are those people who encourage you to do the work? not just talk about doing the work. And then three, where are you wasting energy judging other people's energy, work, or decisions instead of letting that energy go towards your own dreams or your own healing? Um, So if you just want to think about those, marinate on those. um, But we're just really excited. This chapter was something that Angela and I regularly talk about back and forth with each other of just staying aligned and uh, protecting our energy. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Once again, we're always available on Instagram. If you guys have any messages, we've been getting messages from different um, topics that we've been talking about and people have, you know, asking questions or joining the conversation or whatever, please feel free to DM us and just be like, oh my gosh, this resonated with me. Let's talk about it for a second. We're always here for for that. So yes, thank you we, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And hope, we hope to you see have a good you week. Next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.
We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week. Thank you.